0: Hello. Welcome to the Geek Cantina and uh I will be talking about nerdy stuff. Fair warning, I am not taking credit for anything talked about in this ep- in this episode except for this podcast. I am I made this podcast. I but I did not make the stuff in the podcast. See ya. Well, well, not actually see ya, but just you know, what I mean. Um, next segment, please. Thank you, uh, for that segue to this segment. I'm not sure, but how hello 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 i i i already said that um this segment is all about harry potter and the spells in harry potter um first one avada kedavra it avada kedavra is the spell that immediately kills your opponents with no sign of how it killed them so pretty good to que- make question make uh, normal humans question their life choices by making their friend die but no one can figure out how they died because no one can because it doesn't leave any trace of heart failure except that it failed at doing its job and you died but, uh, yeah. Um. Uh, Expelliarmus is the spell that disarms your opponents. Um, it's used by Harry Potter in almost every single book. Um uh, what else, there's Sectumsempra, which is the spell that immediately, well, not immediately, but slowly puts cuts into your victims, um, invented by Severus Snape when he was in his seventh year of Hogwarts, I believe, I'm not sure, I, don't quote me on that, I made, no, he had to have invented it by year six, because it's in the books, it's in the book that Harry gets for his science, for his potions class, so year six, probably, um, he made it for when James Potter, Harry's dad, was ever bullying him, uh, so he made a spell that literally makes your opponent's bleed out. So, uh talk about high school drama, huh? Um there's the three unforgivable curses, Avada Kedavra, which we already talked about. Um there's Crucio, which is basically just it's just a spell that tortures its opponent and it tortures the victim of said spell. And, makes, like, just gives them immense pain. Um, because that's what you gotta do to get some information around here. Um, uh, then there is Imperio, which is the curse that, it's basically, it can mind control you. The Three Unforgivable Curses aren't that bad, but, like... No, if you commit them, I guess like even on a rabbit or something, you're going to prison. Like immediately. Um. Like y- no questions asked. Just you're you committed um the cruciatus curse on a wrote on a capybara. You're off to jail, bud. You use the imperious curse on a bald eagle first of all, they're an endangered species, so you go into jail for two charges yeah so that's basically what i mean um Expecto patronum a you're it's a spell that can fight back against a Dementors, and the cool thing about it. Um, it, sometimes, your, Expecto Patronum summons a Patronus, and the Patronus is based off of whoever, um, uh, like, used the spell, so, for instance, Harry, it was a stag, which is some sort of deer type thing, um, for Ron, it was a, a, it was a, like, like a, like a t- like something terrier like a some sort of tiny little dog um uh, uh hermione he gets an otter uh snape and lily uh, uh Sna- severus snape and lily evans or H- lily potter like uh harry's mother um uh have like does, so like female deer um, Dumbledore, you get, it, Dumbledore's Patronus is a phoenix, um, and, yeah, that's all that they're really, it's know about Patronuses, um, you can bring that up in your 7th grade Patronus class, just kidding, that's not a real thing, but I wish it was, um, what spell is next? Um, I guess a good spell to mention in here is probably Serpent Sortio, which is a spell that literally just shoots a snake out of your wand when you, like, perform the spell. Um, Fiendfire Curse is basically just summons a fiery beast that kills anything it touches, so, yeah, um, that was, that's basically just, that's all you need to know about spells, and, uh, now, cutting to the next segment, which one day will be a paid sponsor, but, you know what, I I don't need them right now. Hello, hello, hello. This is the part of the episode where I ask a question. And whoever gets the right answer through voice messages on Anchor. Um, yes, by the way, I am using Anchor. But whoever uses... Whoever gets the answer to this question right, I will give a shout-out to in the next episode. So... Here's the question. What family. What mug. Sorry. What muggle family did Harry live with for the first 17 years of his life? Uh, Get to thinking. It's pretty easy. It'll get hard over time. And, um. Yeah. On to the next segment. Goodbye. Well, on to the next segment. Hello. This is the Star Wars segment. Maneponi. Uh, so in these Star Wars segments, I am gonna be doing kind of a review of the nine. Star Wars, the nine Star Wars movies, and then I'm going to do a review on Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the TV series, and then Rebels, the Star Wars TV, another Star Wars TV series. Okay, so let's do it in chronological order. Number one, well, for this segment, the... The the one I'm going to be talking about this episode. Phantom Menace. Easily... One of... The... Easily... The the most... Okay... Of the Star Wars films. Like... All the sequel trilogy trilogy movies were horrible. Um, Original trilogy was amazing. Prequel trilogy... Um uh the first two were were all right but the Revenge of the Sith was amazing. But we're not talking about Revenge of the Sith. We're talking about Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace did a really good job at introducing the characters and who we're going to be seeing in the fan- in the prequel trilogy. Um but, and, but Jar Jar Banks was just so annoying. Like, I get he was there for the com- comedic relief, but he was absolutely horrible. Just, couldn't you just put, like, instead of, like, that General Gungan? Because that would be a lot cooler. Um... Or, just, don't have any Gungans at all. Have, like, the Queen think, that, to recruit the army of the of the Gungans, like, cause, like, there's no need for Jar Jar Binks. He's just there for the comedic relief, and we already have that with Ewan McGregor, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. The lightsaber duels were okay, the... One on Tatooine uh, with Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul was alright. It didn't last long. It was just mainly just them just flipping around, just going vroom, 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 vroom. and then oh. But the final lightsaber battle at the end was amazing. Duel the Duel of the Fates is one of the best Star Wars songs, like Star Wars theme songs ever and just Darth Maul and his double-laded double-bladed lightsaber was so cool. But why didn't why did they have to kill off Qui-Gon? Like like he, it was just so sad because there there could have been so much more. In the prequels, with Qui Gon Jinn, like for instance, that that one episode of the of Star Wars Clone Wars, like the two thousand three series, that was two D animated, kinda. Um, that would have been like there was that one episode in that series where Qui Gon takes Anakin to a giant tree or whatever. That shows him his future or whatever. I I don't know. I haven't seen that episode in in a long time. But chronologically. That could never have happened. In the live action movies. Because Qui-Gon would have already been dead. But yeah. That's just. My opinion. Of just. Qui-Gon and his death. Anakin in Phantom Menace. Like, spinning isn't a good trick. He's just, like, oh, like, that one kid that just, like... He's just that one character that, like, you... Like, you know what happens to him, but... You also wonder, like, how it's gonna happen to him. Like, cause in it, he's, like, mate, He's, like, a really kind kid, but... I don't know, I just... I feel like they would've... I feel like Anakin as a a child would be a little bit more aggressive than... Oh, hi, Obi-Wan! I was... I'm glad to meet you! Or whatever like that. Like... No. Like... Also, the unnecessary pod racing scene. Like... Seriously... No, I'm just kidding. It's not unnecessary. Much. Okay, they could have maybe gotten rid of the uh, whole like Ben, like Ben Quadroneros or whatever. His machine just not starting up and blowing up. Just they could have gotten rid of that. But other than that, I guess the pod racing scene was all right. Also, maybe that dug, like, the, um, really good pod racer. I don't remember the name of, but maybe if they died, that'd be a little bit better, because that would also fuel Anakin's, um, rage and want to, and, like, make him want to, like, kill his enemies and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I just... I I just think that if he, if, uh, the Doug guy, the really good player, if he died, um, I, th- I just think that it would make more sense to the story for, like, Anakin's to, Ana- sorry, Anakin to feel power and stuff like that, but that's just my, per- that's just my personal opinion. Saboba, so that's the name of the guy. Okay, well, I don't know what else to talk about, really, I believe next segment will either be, uh, I don't know, probably the Marvel segment, if my recording is, my recording schedule is correct. But, I don't know. Well, I will see you all in the Marvel segment, I believe. Good bye! Hello. This is the Marvel segment where I will be talking about the infinity stones yay no. okay i'm gonna have to try and get some more i'm gonna, try, gonna have to try and get enthusiastic about this one yay Woo! i'm sorry um okay infinity stones are cool in the marvel cinematic universe purple is power blue is space red is reality Orange is soul, green is time, and yellow is mind. And then each one can control a different aspect of reality. I think it's pretty obvious which which ones each possess, the power of. Uh believe it or not, the space stone actually can control space. Um But yeah, um, Mind Stone can give people knowledge, but that's not important. First thing we're going to talk about, when they were all re- introduced. Um, the, the Tesseract was introduced first as the Tesseract. Well, the Space Stone was introduced first as the Tesseract. Yeah, um, the Tesseract basically could control, could, was the reason that, um, Red Skull was transported to, Vo- to Vormir, um, also the reason Loki got to Earth, and also the reason that the Chitari came from, came back to Earth, Okay. The power stone. Uh, no, then the Mind stone was introduced in. Uh, the Mind stone was introduced, um, in the Avengers. Uh, in uh, it was introduced in the Avengers, and it's the reason that uh Hawkeye and Eric Selvig became one of Loki's minions, and it's also. Um, how Thanos knew where all the stones were, it gave him knowledge. Uh, but, like, I didn't, not sure, I'm not sure if I said this earlier, but the space stone slash Tesseract was introduced in Captain America, no, wait, uh, Thor, I believe? I'm not sure. It was introduced in either Thor or Captain America, the first Avenger. I'm not sure. Next to be introduced was the uh it would be the reality stone, but at that time it was called the Ether and it was red jello. It would just it flew it like it flew into Jane Foster and made impossible to touch her, because if you did touch her, you, it would, like, make a giant explosion type thing, it's very confusing, but after the, um, oh yeah, it was used in the, the reality stone was used in the, like, BC times, to, um, try and, spread the uh, r- remake uh an age of darkness um what else uh oh yeah next would be uh oh no the uh reality stone was then um turned the Re- reality stone turned into a stone instead of some weird uh, jelly stuff. Um, Then, it was stored with the Collector, who will be very popular in the next one, which is the Power Stone. The Power Stone has the ability to just just destroy anything, so, Ronin the Accuser, one of Thanos' minions, ha- always wanted it so he could destroy the planet Xandar, um, yeah, so, y- you know, it's, it's kind of required to do that, because it's like a weapon of mass destruction, just touch the surface with the Power Stone and the entire planet is destroyed, but... You know. Um. What else? Uh, um. The Power Stone was first found by Peter Quill a- after he stole it from a temple on Morag. Um. He met up with the Guardians of the Galaxy. They tried to kill each other. Um. And then, they were all sent to prison for, said, trying to kill each other. And then, they just, I don't know, they, 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 oh, sorry, no, I do know, I just forgot. Um, then they went to, they, they broke out of jail with a new inmate, Well, well, they broke out of jail with an, another inmate, went to the collector. Who you might remember from the last stone. Um, but they were gonna sell it to him, but then the stone blew up because someone tried to touch it, and the stone blew up, and then uh, the buyer, then the collector didn't want to buy it. Um,. And then, I don't know, just, <laughs> they, then Ronin captured it, and then, um, Ronin got the Power Stone, tried to blow up Xandar, but, um, the Guardians of the Galaxy used the power of the Power Stone, and killed Ronin, and then gave it to the Nova Corps, who are the, pe- the like, protectors of Xandar, Whatever. Until it was stolen by Thano's um next stone would be the time stone, which can alter time and was introduced in Doctor Strange um and that was just it it wasn't that's basically all it could do it was it's been sit it's been protected by wizards for like hundreds of years. So, yeah, you know. Um and then and then Thanos took it. And yeah, um and then final stone is the soul stone. It was introduced in Avengers Infinity War. And some and like it was introduced in Avengers Infinity War and on Vorm it was on Vormir protected by Red Skull, who was transported to War- Vormir by the Space Stone. So, yeah. Um, and then, uh, Okay, and then, so, yeah, that's basically the history of the Infinity, St- and that's basically the, um, the, like, introduction of each Infinity Stone, um, but just to recap on which movies they were introduced in, um, Space Stone, the Space Stone was introduced in, the uh, either... Thor, the, Thor, or, uh, just Thor, Thor 1, or, Captain America the First Avenger, the Mind Stone was introduced in, uh, the Avengers, um, the Reality Stone was introduced in Thor the Dark World, the Power Stone was introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy 1, and then, the Time Stone was introduced in Doctor Strange, and the mind. And then the Soul Stone was introduced in, um, uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War. And that's the, and this is the final geek segment, geek- the final geeky segment of this episode, if my recording schedule is correct. Um so that will that means that um uh, that so that means that the next one is the conclusion and one day I'll be the paid promotion but uh i I don't have any sponsors um but for now uh goodbye Well, it seems you have reached the end of my glory, th- of well, not glorious, but seems like you've reached the end of the episode of, of the Geek Cantina, and I hope you all had fun watching, if not, please voice message me on Anchor, and remember... Segment 3 had a question. If you want to get a uh, shout-out in the next episode, send me a voice message with the answer. And also, um... And also, uh, anything I could improve, such as length of the episodes, or just anything, really. Um, and then, but for now, I'll see you later. I hope you enjoyed watching.